0: The Lord be with you and also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. In virtual worship, our sanctuary empty, we gather together this Sunday in June 2020. In the spirit of one who sang, unite the pair so long disjoined, knowledge and vital piety, learning and holiness combined, truth and love for all to see. The liturgy, music, and homily are offered in the praise of God for our virtual congregation through WBUR 90.9 FM and our listenership now and later at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful and material support, your written or emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of leadership, service, and ministry in our midst, and as the Spirit moves, and when and as it is again permitted and safe to do so, your presence with us here in worship As we enter a sacred hour this Lord's Day, we are particularly mindful of and prayerful for both those who are suffering the effects of racism and social difficulties of our time, and for those who are suffering the effects of health and safety concerns of our time. Today's service of worship includes the greeting, prayers, and sermon new this week, along with music and liturgy rebroadcast from earlier services. Although our nave is empty, the music is full, This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Keep, O Lord, your household, the church, in your steadfast faith and love, that through your grace we may proclaim your truth with boldness and minister your justice with compassion. For the sake of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Every time I feel the Spirit moving in my heart, every time I feel the Spirit moving in my heart, every time I feel the Spirit moving in my heart, I will pray. We begin each Lord's Day in worship with a moment of contrition, compunction, lament, confession. As our choir guides us by the singing of the traditional Kyrie eleison, Lord have mercy, let us pray. Jordan River, chilly and cold, fill, chills the body, not the soul. Ain't but one train on this track, bound for heaven and right back. Every time I feel the Spirit moving in my heart, I will pray. Hear good news, if we confess our sins, God who is faithful and just will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thanks be
1: A lesson from St. Paul's Epistle to the Romans, chapter 5, verses 1 through 8. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand. And we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, But God proves his love for us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God.
2: Please join me in reading verses from Psalm 116 responsively with the antiphon. I love the Lord, because he has heard my voice and my supplications. Because he inclined his ear to me, therefore I will call on him as long as I live. The snares of death encompassed me, the pangs of Sheol laid hold on me, I suffered distress and anguish. Then I called on the name of the Lord, O Lord, I pray, save my life. What shall I return to the Lord for all his bounty to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful ones. O Lord, I am your servant. I am your servant, the child of your serving girl. You have loosed my bonds. I will offer to you a thanksgiving sacrifice and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. In the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem, praise the Lord.
0: Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew chapter 9 verse 35 through chapter 10 verse 8 glory to you O Lord then Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness when he saw the crowds he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd then he said to his disciples The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Then Jesus summoned his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to cure every disease and every sickness. These are the names of the 12 apostles. First, Simon, also known as Peter, and his brother Andrew. James son of Zebedee and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the tax collector, James son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the Canaan, and Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed him. These 12 Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Go nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, Proclaim the good news. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. You received without payment, give without payment. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. All of us are better when we are loved. One day over lunch, a pastor told us about children at church camp. One nine-year-old in pigtails chose horse camp last year. I didn't know Methodists ran horse camp, they do. This was pre-COVID when there was still summer camp and horse camp and Methodist horse camp. But on Monday of that week, she fell off a horse or was frightened or something. She cowered through the week, unable to get back on the horse and ride. Her counselor just kept on encouraging. Friday was the rodeo. I guess that is horse camp graduation. All week she wrestled her fear of falling, grappling with her desire to be in the rodeo. Dawn broke on Friday, as it does. I loved, really loved the way the minister told us about the rodeo. The girl in pigtails put herself on the horse. The old glue factory mare stumbled around a little circle made of six orange cones. First, the girl hugged the horse's neck and kept her eyes closed but then after a little while she opened her eyes and then she looked up and then she sat up and then she leaned back and then she straightened her back and then she dug her knees into horse flesh and then she clicked her tongue and then she slapped the reins and the old glue factory mayor plodded along but the jockey beamed. She waved to the crowd. She nodded response to her counselor's encouragement. She rode around the circle again and again and again and the rodeo went 30 minutes over schedule. But with a little encouragement, a little girl grew up a little. All of us ride better when we're loved. It made me think about encouragement. A few years ago, somebody came up with the idea that the Little League champs should play their dads on Labor Day. A picnic was arranged with watermelon and chili dogs. The right fielder's dad tried not to come First he said he had to work, then a trip was planned, then he felt ill, but his son kept after him. Dad was at middle age, and he had always been a simply terrible batter. He could not hit the broadside of a barn when he was young, and now he was bald, and his glasses were thick, very thick, and speaking delicately, he carried frontside a bit, let us say, of a paunch, and the thought of facing fast pitching made him squirm. His son, though, was not to be stymied. Dad prayed for rain or a hurricane or untimely death, anyone's, but dawn broke on Labor Day as it does. Not a cloud in the sky, not a breath of wind, 72 degrees on the Fahrenheit scale. It could have been San Diego. Distraught, Dad went. The dreaded moment came, his ups. He stood in the box, remembering every strikeout of 30 years ago. He thought of running. He adjusted his Coke bottle glasses and sweated. All of a sudden, from right field, he heard in the full-throated, innocent confidence of his son's voice, Come on, Dad, you can do it. I know you can. He took a ball and stood tall. I know you can. He took a strike and felt a little better. Come on, Dad, I know you can hit it. And over the plate came a fast, straight pitch, and he hit it. He hit the ball. Do you know how good he felt to see that little Texas leaguer dropping in behind second base? And rounding first and stopping, he wiped his glasses, and he felt good. And behind him, a whisper came, I knew you could, Dad. I just knew you could. All of us swing better when we're loved. For the first time in a decade, one high school basketball team competed in sectional semifinals some years ago. It is a mystery how this happened. A team shorter, skinnier, weaker, smaller, and less experienced than nearly every opponent somehow succeeded. They grew steadily in ability and confidence. They failed and lost, and in this they learned. Sometimes they won, and in this they learned too. Every so often you would see as visible as a cocoon giving way to a butterfly or a snake shedding its skin or a calf standing after birth, one of the players find himself on the court. It was something to behold. The parents, as ever, attributed all losses to bad officiating and all wins to marvelous genes. Before the postseason, the coach sent a personal handwritten note to every one of his players. He thanked them for their willingness to play. He honestly commended their improvement. He admitted how much he enjoyed their company. And then he challenged them to rise to the postseason challenge. They did. He wrote personally to one young man, number 43 on the team, saying, My own son is growing and learning to play ball too. And when he asks me how to play and how to be, I just say, You look on the court, and you watch 43, and what he does, you do. You be like 43. Dawn broke on the day of the sectional game, and they won. All of us rebound better when we're loved. One October, more than a few years ago, my brother and I decided to and then trained to run in the Washington Marine Corps Marathon. We ran around the Pentagon twice through Georgetown, past every good monument, and out onto the peninsula. Dawn broke on Sunday, a rainy, cold morning. I thought I was ready. I was wrong. Maybe it was the driving 40-degree rain, or maybe I'm just a little older than I think. My brother finished more than an hour before I did. I hit the wall at mile 16. In the rain, I was passed by young men, young women, old men, old women, waddlers, cradlers, wigglers, people in wheelchairs, moms, soccer moms, and a man from Denver running backwards. It was not pretty. Somehow, though, I finished in part looking back through the encouragement of anonymous curbside exhorters. I was wearing a red Ohio Wesleyan sweatshirt, and it was encouraging to hear a shout go red guy. It was more encouraging to hear keep going Ohio. It was even more encouraging to hear good going Ohio Westland! but most encouraging of all were the occasional alumni voices go O-woo. The more personal, the more particular the encouragement, the more powerful it is. They made it at last to the Iwo Jima monument and then sore we drove home. All of us run better when we're loved. In similarly beguilingly simple terms, Paul wrote to the Romans, our reading today could well be memorized and recited daily for the course of a lifetime. Our reading from Romans this morning might properly be printed and framed for the office desk or the kitchen counter. Our reading this Sunday could rightly be imprinted upon the heart written on every human heart. This is the great watershed of the faith of Christ, simply stated for you and for me, for the dying. Romans chapter five, verses one through eight. You remember the basic points in Romans. One, 16, the gospel of which Paul is not ashamed. Two, 21, our condition, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Eight thirty three, hope that is seen is not hope. 10, nine, if you confess with your lips, 12, nine, let love be genuine. You hear and receive his basic terms in this central high peak, chapter five. Faith, the gift of God in Jesus Christ. Peace, the closeness of faith and the absence of barrier. Hope, not seen. Glory, heaven, yes, but also the full humanity for which we were made. Spirit, that which confers and conveys and conducts all the above and all of them circling agape, 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 the initiative of God loving us into love and freeing us into freedom. Love it is that justifies, love brings peace, love provides space and grace, love hints at glory, Love outlasts suffering. Love is stronger than death. Love stoops to give out for the weak and the lost. Love bleeds on your behalf. Love reconciles enemies. To be saved, John Knox wrote, is to be incorporated in Christ, that is to belong to this new and heavenly order, primarily eschatological, but even now proleptically present, just as the day is present in the dawn. Now my friends, there are a lot of things wrong. You can find them fast enough in climate, in culture, in corona, in classism, in racism, in connection, in church. Right now there are a lot of things that are just wrong. It may be that the tragic, horrible death of George Floyd will galvanize and focus us as a people in a new and different way. May it be so there are for sure a lot of things wrong. But friends, there are also a lot of things right. We are going to need to hold on to these too in order to have a future worthy of the name. Just this week, I see and hear them and they bring encouragement. Where? In the selfless ministry of our BU Catholic chaplain, Father David Barnes, giving last rites for two months recently described, in the New York Times? Where, in the advent of Professor Ibram X. Kendi coming soon to BU to found a new center for anti-racist research? Where, in a kind note from a former student, Sam Needham, now finishing his PhD, applying to lead a university chapel, hoping to incorporate both academic work and pastoral leadership into his ministerial career? where. I give no better sermonic encouragement than that found this week in the hopeful words, the fine hopeful words, of our fellow Dean, School of Public Health, Boston University, Dr. Sandro Galea, who wrote, There is no question that the circumstances of the moment are unremittingly difficult, that many millions are and will continue suffering ill effects from this great national trauma for years to come that the consequences of the moment include a loss of hope and of trust in our collective capacity to grapple with complex problems and an anxiety and fear that will haunt our dreams for years. There is no question that the moment will further entrench social divides and that these divides themselves will continue to challenge our capacity to see one another as we do ourselves separating us by widening gulfs of experience, straining our capacity for empathy. And yet, and yet, we shall, perhaps against all odds, survive even this moment. Why? We know that the country has survived dark moments and has gone on, at least for the, for the privileged some, to thrive. We did survive 1918, 1933, 1968, 2001. We also survived two world wars. Each of these moments seemed to defy hope, to threaten our sense of safety and stability for our world. And yet, there was a year that came after each of these moments that brought a better, a dawn after a stormy night. Each of these moments found some resolution in some cases vastly imperfect, that allowed the country to move on. We also know, and have seen even in this moment, that the country has stores of fierce determination to survive, to get past the dark. We have seen it in the abundant cases of heroism in the in the face of COVID-19, in first responders, not only nurses and doctors, but also grocery store clerks and morgue attendants, who continue to do their job at high personal risk because it is the right thing to do and because it is what is needed to ensure that our society continues to function, that we make it past the moment. We have seen it in the acts of generosity that have sustained so many through the economic hardships of the moment and the acts of courage in the face of unimaginable adversity shown by those who are speaking for social justice facing down entrenched systems of structural racism that are larger than all of us. The past and the abundant traces of hope offered by the tenuous present both suggest that we will emerge from this moment, that there will be sun after the dark of 2020. Dean Galea brought us a timely, saving word of loving encouragement For love alone has the grace and power savingly to soften the inevitable collisions of personal and social life. Just so, Romans chapter 5 brings a clear, even simple word of encouragement. Some bread for the journey, some bread for your journey. Better when loved, better when loved. All of us are better when we're loved. Like many of you, we learned first this power of encouragement from our parents. My mother died Friday at 7 p.m. in a COVID-encased nursing home. We were able to be with her for the hours prior to that, an opening and protocol that came just soon enough for family to gather with her. She turned 91 the Saturday before and carried her genial and congenial spirit, her smile and her gracious way to the very end. Before Friday I happened to be the last person to immediately to see her and be with her immediately in conversation way back on March 9th. After that it was only through nurses wonderful, FaceTime equally so and arranged through the glass waves and greetings with my sisters not so good but better than nothing. It is a reminder of the torrents of unexpressed, unaddressed grief around us that will consume our work, our pastoral pastoral work for months, perhaps longer, into the future. And although she did not say it directly, she surely lived it fully, this saving word of loving encouragement, Romans chapter five. All of us are better when we are loved. The first Christians even found in suffering something productive. It was their manner of suffering that impressed others. It was their manner of dying. It was Paul's manner of dying, perhaps in Rome, that others noticed. All of us live and especially die better when we're loved. All of us are better when we're loved, better when loved. Amen.
3: now come to a time in our service when we turn our hearts and minds to prayer and lift up our lives and ourselves to God. Please assume an attitude and posture of prayer by either remaining seated, standing, or kneeling as we enter into community prayer. Called into unity with one another and the whole creation, Let us pray for our shared world. Holy one, you bring us together and call us your own. Bless all those who help us grow in faith. Guide your church that we might be a holy people. Hear us, O God. Holy one, the whole earth is yours. Where there is fire, bring cool air and new growth. Where there is flooding, bring abatement. Where there is drought, bring rain. Inspire us to care for what you have provided. Hear us, O God. Holy One, We have created divisions you will not own. In places of conflict, raise up and support leaders who work to develop lasting peace, systemic change, and reconciliation. Hear us, O God. Holy One, you care for those who are harassed and helpless. Protect and defend those who are abused Heal those who are sick. Feed all who hunger. Empower all whose voices go unheard and help us to respond to the needs of our neighbors. Hear us, O God. Holy One, you provide a plentiful harvest of gifts and resources. Prepare us to labor and gather the fruits of this gathering that we might discover new ways of living and carry the gospel to those near and far. Minister to us in our work that we do not lose heart. Hear us, O God. Holy One, you bring all people to yourself. We give thanks for the holy people who have gone before us those who have died of COVID-19-related deaths and those who have died unjustly. Sustain us in your mission until the day you bear us up to join the saints in light. Hear us, O God. Receive these prayers, O God, and those too deep for words, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we now pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses
4: magnificent divine, consecrate these gifts and the givers to your service. We pray these things in the strong name of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be and abide with each one of us now and forever. Amen.